Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Ball hit high in the air in the right field. Going back to Sayre. And Tennessee can say hello win column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind, I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Rid it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, April 3rd. Get your brooms out because it's a mess. What a weekend in Nashville. Hawkins Field whatever they call it. Tennessee owns every single stadium on campus now. Yeah, the one thing that uh, Vanderbilt could hold over Tennessee, they no longer can, so suck it. And, and hey, hey, Landon, I don't know if you like winning Super Bowls, but apparently we had another one this week. And I, after last week's Super Bowl, this week's Super Bowl, it's a lot of fun to win Super Bowls. So I'll say keep doing it. Let's make Tuesday night our Super Bowl. I mean, I got way more than Tom Brady at this point, so call me to go. <laughs> I know. Every time we beat Vanderbilt or Kentucky, it's our Super Bowl, so we need to start printing the rings, Butch Jones style, yeah. I think. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't have enough hands anymore. Oh, no. Um, I, I got to start putting them on to my toes. I got to get bigger yeah. shoes so I can wear them all the time. You're going to you're gonna have to purchase the chain like Tom Brady. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we're ta- of course, we're talking about that baseball sweep. Sweet. I, I know I was kind of – I mean, I'm not – I wasn't hating. I just know – and Vanderbilt – Vanderbilt's going to be highlighted about their mistakes on Friday. But, I mean, they still played good. And, and a lot of people won't talk about Tennessee's mistakes, even though they're few and far between. But Tennessee just took advantage when they had the opportunity. So, it's, it's going to – I think people are going to overshadow it with Friday night's ball in the lights – ball, excuse me, balls in the lights. Um <laughs> uh but right but i mean i think that it's gonna for people are gonna do it because i mean you heard it even with chris burke on the on the call it was way more about what vandy was doing wrong this weekend and they they highlighted the pitches but then when it came to hitting they even it i I think like some people in the media are starting to recognize that the small part doesn't the small part doesn't matter for tennessee they still hit the ball long but people are still using it as a crutch, and so I don't get it. Yeah, I mean that one that Luke Lipsius and Drew Gilbert hit out the one he hit out today. I mean that that's gone in every park. I don't. Yeah, but they'll always say it. It's kind of like the last jet. They're like, I mean, you know, they can hit the ball everywhere else, but small park. Which the small park. We're six and one for... against top ten teams. There's there's no excuses. Well, and my favorite part is is the small park only matters. <laughs> For Tennessee's home run totals versus everyone else, that's the only thing you can use it on because you didn't play Vanderbilt on Lindsey Nelson's outfield wall today. And when you do play them, when you do play in Lindsey Nelson's outfield wall, you know who else gets it? The other team, the opposing team. So it it, it only works when you're talking about home run totals. And even then, the guys can hit the long ball. Right. I, I think in their um, left field, I think it's 310. It's I think Tennessee's is actually longer. And left. Well, they got their version of the Green Monster. <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't make sense. I mean, the, the biggest mistake that Vanderbilt made all weekend is pissing off Tennessee at the very beginning. That was that was yeah, that was their biggest mistake. Not the lights, not and you know maybe the mistake was putting a freaking hype video for the lights right before the game starts, and then you freaking. I yeah, yeah, they had a big light show hype video right oh, before man. the game start on Friday. I mean, it, that's 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 it's hilarious. That's, yeah, you can't make you it. Can't, Hollywood can't write stories that good. Exactly. So it's, yeah, uh, Tim Corbin, I mean, you poke the bear. Congrats! If you want to keep checking checking our bats, please do because every time you do it, you get swept in Nashville. So that's twice. Two thousand nine. 
in, check in the bats. 2022. Keep checking. That's a great point. Let's talk about that too. We're skipping around. I know that, but that's the, that was, I mean, first off, was the first thing to talk about on Friday. So you mentioned yeah. it. You poke the bear real early. Not only do you poke the bear real early, you do it in the first inning on a solo home run. If you think Tennessee's cheating, do you not save that for a home run that matters? Like Lou Lipsius? Yeah, maybe. I, I just don't get it. What a weird time to play your hand. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it seemed like that was the game plan. As soon as something good was going to go Tennessee's way, they're going to try it. Yeah, That's well. what it seemed like to me. But Tennessee is, isn't your regular team where they're going to, you know, if something doesn't go their way, oh, well, well, we'll get up again tomorrow like Ole Miss. No, this team just puts their head down and freaking goes after you. Oh, yeah. I think that's – and I don't know. Tony Botello, to he's the same way. Have you listened to Connor Pavoloni on 11.7? I know I mentioned I have not gotten to do that. I need to do that, but I haven't gotten to yet. So they bring up a good point, kind of how the work the work week is the work week. And then, you know, Friday through Sunday or, you know, those Tuesday night games, that's your – those are the days where you should have fun. You should go to work on the on the other days of the week. You should come in, you know, loose, ready to play. It's – it's, it's Our hat and lunch bell, baby. Well, I think that's what these guys are, you know, I'm sure they're focused in enough, but they're loose that when things go the wrong way, it's just, all right, let's, let's get the next one. You, that Jordan Beck home run that came back could have easily shifted the momentum. You, I mean, that's a, it's just, as far as the scoreboard goes, it's not a huge leap for either team to, Mm -hmm. you know, get it, get it on the board or get it taken off. But having that happen to you in the first inning could deflate you. And, and Tennessee didn't let it. Yeah. Especially at a, a place where you don't, you know, wins don't haven't come very often there. Um, so for them to not let that bother them in that point, I mean, I think that just tells you a lot about this team and the culture that they mm-hmm. have within it. Yeah. And, and Tennessee too. getting, you mentioned playing at Hawkinsfield is hard in Nashville, but getting sec series wins is hard. Getting sec series sweeps even harder and you've gone three times now looking for a fourth against Missouri next weekend. This team's resilient. I, I, to go out there on a on a Sunday that, you know, you've already gotten the series win. I'm sure there's already been a lot of emotions throughout the weekend. And then you go out and chase Beam. I mean, just Drew Beam, sorry. So many chases. Drew Beam just dominates. <laughs> so many Drews, too. <laughs> there are a lot of Drews. <laughs> That's but yeah, yeah. Those, those, I mean, those starters have been incredible. I mean, unbelievable. They gave up eight hits against Ole Miss, ten hits um, against Vanderbilt. So eighteen hits in six games against two top ten teams. That's it. That's unreal. Like that's unheard of. Yeah. And I mean, and like, I got a theory about. Go ahead. Well, I got a theory about the pitchers going the length. So this year, you face up. A- the, the three weekend starters versus Vanderbilt. Tennessee's got the edge. I think letting trying to get Chase Dolander to the finish, getting Drew Beam to the finish today, I think was a little. I don't know if Vitello would ever say it publicly, like a little to. I got to to Tim Corbin. Like, my God. Yeah, I mean, you you see the rebuild that you know this program has gotten gradually better every single year, and now you're like. Those players that you used to – you didn't used to get to beat out for Vanderbilt. Like, Vanderbilt used to get all those kids from the mid-state and everything like that. But now you're get, you're getting – you're beating Vanderbilt because they want to play for Tony Vitello. They want to play for this fan base, this culture. They want to play in this small – you know, the world's smallest ballpark, I guess. Um, I mean, whatever it is, like, you're seeing the depth of this program – I mean, just think of some of those kids last year elected to stay this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How how good is that team? What, what does this team look like? Like if Liam Spence didn't go, if um, Chad Dallas didn't go. I mean, you're talking about a starting rotation that, I mean, you could give people a weekend off almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, – and, and speaking of rotation, still missing two guys. You you may you know maybe could have seen Blade Tidwell today, but so I I think I think Tony wanted he tried to get Dolander to go the distance yesterday. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, Redmond I mean, Walsh. I mean, golly, Redmond Walsh is filthy. Slamming he the door. He is cold-blooded. Slamming it. Love it. Yeah, I mean, this whole – like it's – Tennessee doesn't have a weakness. I mean, I thought maybe fielding would be. We talked about that on Friday, how Tennessee needs to get better. How good and is this defense this weekend? They're phenomenal this weekend. Oh so, like, gosh. where do you – when you go in a game one error, against right? Tennessee – yeah, and I think that was Friday. One air on the weekend. <clears throat> yep. So against a, a good team that puts the ball into play. What do you? How do you go game plan against Tennessee? What do you even try to do? You, you try to run the bases, but I'm telling you, it's hard to get on base. And Evan Russell made some really good throws from home plate Friday night that the ball just didn't get to him in time. Yeah. You you fix and, that delivery, Tom. Your throw goes double- out a second. The double play that they, you know, turned on a uh, Bradfield running down the line. I mean, that doesn't happen very often. I mean, you was look that, at his was that Ortega's. I think it was six four three. I think it was Lawson okay. to Ortega. Gotcha. Ortega turned it, but yeah. I think it was Saturday night. Ortega made a phenomenal play at second to turn it double. Yeah, I, I mean, everybody. Lipscomb was was a lot better. Other than that error, uh, Christian Scott had a great play in in left field today. Um, you know, Drew Dilbert just covers so much ground in center field. I mean, defensively, the team was phenomenal. Christian Scott had a great catch in left field today. Yep. Awkward as could be, and, and still made the play. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, Golly. everybody's coming in, making I, plays. I mean, this team's – you're going to get Jared Dickey. It was good to see him get a at-bat yeah. last night. Um, so, I mean, that kind of tells you – like how significant that injury actually is. Um, so hopefully you're able to get him back pretty soon. But, man, this team's getting healthier and healthier, and they're the best team in the country, and it's not even close. That's what I think that's what's – a lot of people expected the lull from being named number one. Vanderbilt, who's a good team, That that's what's crazy is you see him lose this series to South Carolina, um, get swept by Tennessee, but this is still a good baseball team that's going to compete for the SEC especially when you get to Hoover. But Tennessee is just dominating every every game, night in, night out. They do play like every game is their Super Bowl. They're not an old Miss that's going to take people lightly. So I, I I don't know how you could match them up. I, I I don't. Did you all get to that question on the bat flip? Did I miss it? What team on paper beats Tennessee? There's not one. And, and you know when you play the game, it, it's, it's why you play it. <laughs> but on, on paper, I don't see how there's a team that, that competes with Tennessee. Yeah, I think Arkansas would be the only team, and we don't play them in the regular season. We might see them in Hoover, or, or maybe they ended up losing Mississippi State today. <laughs> did they? Did they win the series? They, I'm pretty sure they still won the series. I think they won both Friday and Saturday. And they okay. lost in the 11th or 12th today to Mississippi State. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I, I think Arkansas is pretty good, but I mean, how do you pick against Tennessee? I mean, you see those guys from D1 baseball. You had, you know, all of them were picking Ole Miss, and then Aaron Fitt was picking Vanderbilt this weekend. Um, 11.7 podcast, Ben picked <laughs> Vanderbilt. Now, everybody else picked Tennessee, including Connor. Shout out. Well, and I, I thought they're – so you haven't listened to their podcast. I think they're wrong. He said, my heart says Tennessee. This is Ben. But my head says Vanderbilt. I think that's backwards, at least – way I was thinking it. Maybe it's because I'm a fan, but I'm like, Vanderbilt is Vanderbilt. They're the premier program of the SEC, one of the premier programs, um, if not the top, of the SEC. I feel like everything logical would tell me Vanderbilt. But then you consider how, you know, or I guess, you know, everything you believe, it tells you Vanderbilt. Then you go and you look at it on paper, Tennessee's better. Tennessee was better coming into the series. They should have won the series. So I don't know why when you think – that's why I think it's backwards. I think your heart, because of what, you know, Vanderbilt's always been good, you think, oh, Vanderbilt's going to beat Tennessee, who's historically not great. Yeah, this year, Tennessee think, is better than Vanderbilt. Yeah, you're, you're thinking they come in pissed off. You know, they're playing at home because they lost to South Carolina. So I expected a lot closer series. And I know that, you know, maybe the it wasn't blowout games and hits were definitely hard to come by. But Tennessee seemed more than comfortable with playing with three nothing, two nothing leads, basically. When you got those, when you got those just 
dudes on the mound that you do. How can you not be confident rolling around with him? Oh, 100%. anywhere you go, any stadium you walk into, any lineup you face. Yeah, I mean, most of those guys are like, "Hey, give me you, give me two runs offensively, we win the ball game." I think that's yeah. like literally if if we're either tied or we're winning that ball game, we're heading into extras or when we're winning. With right. Two runs. That's all I need. Two runs. Chase Dillender threw at one point sixty. He on ninety something pitches. He had thrown sixty seven strikes. That's insane. Yeah, I think uh, Drew Beam was right around seventy five, and I think fifty of his were strikes. If that if that doesn't show you how good they are, I mean they they leave it up to the hitter to beat them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they aren't. They, I mean, I guess in a way it is a calculations game. Frank Anderson has figured out the method, but the hitters should have good opportunities if these guys weren't so good because that ball is coming over the plate. Yeah. I mean, they're keeping it low, so if they do get a bat on it, then, you know, Tennessee's defense is behind them to to make plays. And it's got to be a lot better for your defense. Like, you're not sitting there asleep most of the time, especially when Drew Beam's pitching. You know, you're going to get pop flies and and ground balls the majority of the game. I think he only ended up with three strikeouts, I think. Um, And, And I mean, the whole – there weren't a ton of strikeouts compared to what these guys have done the past few weeks. Because this is a really Vanderbilt's a really good baseball team. Yes, I I think that's the and if Vanderbilt fans take that as us saying it's our Super Bowl, so be it. But the fact is, Tennessee lined up and beat a really good baseball team this weekend. That just if everything kind of goes their way, they get hot at the right time. Yeah, they'll be in Omaha. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Vanderbilt is a lot better than Ole Miss. Going from from them to to us, I, I think. They played us a lot better than Ole Miss did. We're in, and where they really pitching still a lot better rank, than Ole Miss. That's what I was about to say. They still reign supreme on the mound. They're you know they're not the best in the league anymore, but they're still top. Yeah. You know who the best in the league is? Yeah. That big yeah. orange. That's that's right. That big <laughs> orange. They think Next week when we go for the sweep um, against Missouri, I think I'm going to change Marty Huggins out to Tony Botello, okay. and we're just going to run that campaign ad. Yeah, he's going to run for, uh, I don't know, city city councilman, county commissioner, something like that. That'll be his slogan. We're going to clean up Knoxville and every other SEC town on the way. What about Sheriff Frank? He running for something? Sheriff, who's Sheriff Frank? Frank Anderson. Oh, yeah. We can get, we can get Frank Anderson on the <laughs> We can get him on the board. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, but, yeah, I was talking about that rebuild earlier. I mean, like, he had to come in and basically just get those kids to buy in to – he's like, hey, man, we're going to get better. When the wins start when, – when they started coming, I think it changed the whole vibe. Like, kids actually gave Tennessee a chance to want to come here. And now you're right. seeing, like, the talent. Like, Tennessee before, I, I feel like they've played better with less – like they're obviously good, but they didn't have first round talent. Right. Like they're playing Arkansas and Ole Miss, and Vanderbilt, and now they do. And then they still have that culture. They're at yeah, their attitudes haven't changed. Their 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 mentality going into games is just like it is or was when they weren't the best team in in the country or the best team even in the SEC. They still play like that that underdog. Which is incredible that Tony Vitello can convince these guys that they're underdogs. It, I mean, I guess it helps when the media is talking about how they can't hit home runs away from home. But yeah, well, I mean, I drew should that be a good recruiting pitch too? Like, aren't the SEC coaches kind of helping Vitello out? It's so easy to hit home runs in their ballpark. I, that's what I would tell every kid in the country. Yeah, come here. You want a lot of home runs? Come to Tennessee. Hit some ding dongs. <laughs> Who cares if it went? You know. Just 350. It's a home run here. Come right. on. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, but yeah, like just insane the amount of talent Tennessee has on this roster. And there's so like there's so much young talent too. I mean, Burns, yeah. Beam, Christian Moore, Blake Burke. I mean, Jared Dickey's gonna be here at least another year. I mean, like, there's Chase Dolander's just a sophomore, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's gonna be here. He's gonna be here another year. So yeah, you got 
insane. Everybody's coming back. Your, your three weekend starters are definitely worth. Yeah, your three weekend starters as it stands today is coming back next year. Yep. Oh, I love it. I was I was talking to someone. There's they just had texted me. Tennessee's really good. I was like, I don't even know what I don't know what to do that because my team's so good. I never, I never thought it was in question the way Tennessee played Friday and Saturday that they were going to sweep today, especially with all the conflict that happened this weekend in Nashville. Oh yeah, we said it. Never we said doubt. it Friday. We're like, if Tennessee can get a win on on Friday Saturday, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. we felt good about Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Because we'll, so when we won Friday Saturday, I was like, dude, get them. I already put the broom in here. I was ready. Oh, I mean, you. Saw, I tweeted it at noon. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> it's a mess. I, I saw some people wait till it ended. The game ended to retweet it, but I, that was that was pregame. Yeah. Yeah, like it, Drew, I, Drew Gilbert. I can't was, get over it, man. Drew Gilbert was talking after the game, and they're like, you know, the, I don't remember what the question was, but it was like, how, how do you, how are y'all not complacent? Like, how, how do you cope with like not being complacent? And he was just like, well, with Tony Vitello as our coach, he doesn't let us. You know, you, there's there's bigger goals. Like, even though you made it to Omaha last. Whoop de do! You made it to Omaha. You were there for like what an hour and a half. It felt like, you know, you yeah. Tennessee has the chance now to not only make it to Omaha, but win the damn thing. Yeah, and and, and I mean, when you think about it logically, you know that question every athlete should want to say and, and should try to say. And I mean, we know how easy it is to come to come to place, and everyone does. Well, how I mean, especially in college athletics, every year is a new year. So you have this team hadn't won anything. And then yeah. you look at this Tennessee program, you can't be complacent with number one. It's cool that you became number one, but you want the Omaha banner in outfield. That's what you that's what you want. And then next year it's new. So I mean, I think I think it shows though the mentality these guys take to every game and the fact that that's just a level-headed answer. We haven't, you know, there's still so much more to do when you when you it, it's it's April. It's the first weekend in April. If you're and, if you're in Omaha, you're playing in June. And yeah, you're winning games, but the national media did not give you any credit in the offseason. They no. thought you were a maybe a top twenty-five team. That's it. And you and you, you didn't get a ton of credit in, until you beat the number. You had to go beat the number one team. Yeah. To, to really get it. Well, yeah, you didn't play anybody and you play in a small ballpark. <laughs> That's what we got until we played Ole Miss. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I find it funny that the national media fans are, are starting to apologize to Tennessee fans. I'm like, I, I mean, yeah, you're you're just flat out wrong. You you don't. We're just maybe you should trust us a little bit more. The on best the teams in the country, right? Right. I love it. Except that the play by play, I don't remember who it was. Dave Neal, I think. Yeah, I did the douchebag. What did he say? I didn't get because I was in a bar. I didn't get to, to hear it. Thank he just God, he, he went. Yeah, he went on a long rant about how you know Tennessee fans believe this is some conspiracy, and explained why why the bat situation was what it was. He did give Tony Tony Vitello credit. Apparently, before the game Saturday, he was like the umpires handled it really well. Um, you know, I they got me. They talked it over with me later. You know, we got past that moment. But he acted like Tennessee fans just believed it was some big conspiracy. I mean, listen, I'm not saying Vanderbilt necessarily did anything, but let me lay this out there for you. It had a, it was it was certified for Tuesday night's game. All that happened, according so far as we know, because I'm not trusting Chris Lee or whatever his name is. All we know right now is the bat didn't have a sticker. Not that the bat was illegal. There was nothing visibly wrong with the bat that would have caused it to be taken out of play other than it didn't have a sticker. So it couldn't be played in that game. Yeah. But Vanderbilt, especially SEC teams are running with Tennessee is using illegal bats. Well, that, I can tell you right now that wasn't the only bat, the Vanderbilt catcher checked. I guarantee you check Drew Gilbert's today. Uh, I guarantee so they checked Luke's as soon as he hit that hanging curveball. Oh, they didn't have to. Luke checked it for him, which Luke's a better man <laughs> than me. I would have turned around and handed it to that catcher. And did maybe pointed the sticker. Do you see him round second and say something to the official? Dude, that umpire was not happy. Not happy. <laughs> he yelled something back at him. I loved it. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, him and Luke are the same moment. age, so who cares? Yeah. 
And it's just, again, how does Tim Corbin get to, like, the fact that they got it right on the first one, that's just, and it, it valid, it, it, people will use that situation to validate their Tennessee's using, because that's another thing, the country can't get away from, the, they got away from the small ballpark now because they're doing other places, and it shifted to Tennessee's using illegal bats. It, it's, it's insane. I, it's insane. Tennessee hit a lot of home runs last year, but because they weren't the best team in the country, you didn't hear that. It's, it's insane. I, so Tennessee's illegal bats are the reason they had Vanderbilt had two hits today. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yes. I'm not saying the NCAA is on some, in on some conspiracy for Tennessee, but if you can't recognize how strange that situation is, and Jordan Beck said he he saw the sticker come off. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe whatever, but it. I don't know. You, you and I want to make it, see what happens. Somebody's like you're at the top. Somebody's trying to take you down. If they can't yeah. do it on the field, they're going to try to do it some other way. So you just got to make sure that you're on top of your stuff. Check the sticker before you walk up there. Just make that right. part of your routine. Um, I know it's stupid and whatever but it, you're at the top so you gotta you can't make Expect it, yeah. mistakes yeah can't make mistakes like that absolutely and, and tim corbin acting like he they did that because people, he said he said people around the sec have been talking and that's something um you know that had been a concern or whatever bull crap bull crap that's you. tennessee had played south tennessee had played south carolina and old miss not a single bat got several home runs got hit in both of those series don't give me this crap about other coaches in the SEC because if they believe that and if they believed it cost them games, trust me, bats would have been checked. So while he's lying, he's a douchebag. He's a douchebag. Yeah. Little boy of the week, Tim Corbin. Yeah, just – I mean, I mean, we sit there and you – I think you're the one who said it Friday before they started the game on the show. You said how long until Tim Corbin checks the bats? <laughs> yeah, it was the I, I figured he would. I mean, I thought he would play it smart and, and wait for the. You know, I guess it was an oppo still, but maybe an oppo walk off like Cody Hans. Um, thought yeah. he'd play his, his cards a little bit closer to the vest, but um, yeah, Tennessee got out in front after that one and, and just, I mean, took advantage of some Vanderbilt mistakes. Did a great job um, backing up Chase Burns, and um, I mean, God, I. This team is so freaking good. I, I don't know how it can be overstated. I can't wait for you guys to talk about it on the bat flip tomorrow. Oh, it's awesome. Will not be and Tennessee tomorrow. gets another run It'll at probably it. probably be Wednesday. Okay. Wednesday, yeah, bat flip. Sorry. Yeah. we got to go a different That way. is true. You got the – well, the national championship doesn't start till 9. Oh, yeah. What the hell? <laughs> I may not watch it. I may fall asleep. It's Tuesday, right? It's, no, it's, it's, it's Monday. Monday. Oh, it's Monday? Should be, yeah. Yep. So, that's For not sure. why we have to change it. Work, oh, okay. Work a little bit with Dylan, and um, and yeah. then Tennessee plays on Tuesday, so we'll probably move it to Wednesday. Fair, 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 fair. Um, but yeah, Tennessee about, gets another. Home, what about home Mike Concho? What a great, and I hope maybe that that maybe I need to send that picture to Vitello because if he's a, you know, if he's floating around in that. Uh, who directed Talladega Nights? But floating around in that Will Ferrell universe, he may appreciate the "it's a mess" quote. I think he is a pretty. He's a he's mentioned Will Ferrell, I think, in some. Yeah, so he should, he should, he should appreciate the, the campaign comment. reference. Yeah, what a great what a great line that you know they're like where'd that come from? Yeah. That could come nowhere but midair on a guy that quotes movies a lot. Nowhere oh, else. Hundred <laughs> percent. 30, what do you say, 35-year-old Mike Concho? Yeah. He was like, I don't even know that guy. He's like, I don't even think he goes to the University of Tennessee. We faked <laughs> his trans, we forged his transcripts, and he's just a 35-year-old guy named Mike Concho. He said he comes to practice every day, so we let him play. <laughs> <laughs> All-time line. And a lot of – you know, it's funny. It pisses off a lot of fans. But what's so endearing about coaches like that is they are fans. Like, that's exactly what a fan would say if you interviewed them. I mean, not, I don't think it'd be that brilliant. That's a brilliant line. That's exactly what you, if you handed a fan in the stands a microphone right then and there, it would have come out as passionate as that. And that's why a lot of fans get mad, blah, blah, blah. Attitude. He'd even terrible. break the smile. 
Oh no. The dudes are <laughs> cracking up in his ear and he's yeah. He's still heated. But no, that's why you that's why you root for those guys because they're they feel like they're just as big fans as you are of Tennessee. And yeah, well, let's not act play. like Jordan Begg needs a loaded bat to hit a home run. God, I know. And then somebody <laughs> tweeted he didn't do anything else in the game. In the fifth inning, he hit a double. Yeah. That same game. What are you talking about? And then, then Vanderbilt was still thrown away from him. They don't yeah, like throwing those guys. Yeah, two, he brought in two runs. So, single-handedly, he – if it was just him, he would have tied the game because Vanderbilt had two runs. So, he had just as many RBIs the entire Vanderbilt lineup. But, yeah, he didn't. That's anything. stupid. And he should, it should have been a home run. Like, it was – the bat was legal on Wednesday. Two days before. He – yeah, and I did. Those stickers are supposed to not be able to come off either. By the way, that that's in the NCAA rulebook. They should not be able to come off. So I think we need to check Vanderbilt stickers. Screw checking the bats. I mean, I said this too. I was like, who the hell wants to go up there to bat with a Vanderbilt logo on it? Yeah, that's, after that's the scary. way they hit this weekend, I wouldn't want that logo on my bat. Especially if it was a new logo. Oh, yeah, gross. Those yellow pants. I'm out. I'm out on that. So Tennessee's going to be number one for another week. Yeah. And then we play Missouri, which, you know, if you're looking to get up for this game, that's where Vitello went. So I'm sure he's going to have the boys ready for this weekend. Oh, oh, for sure. And I feel like there's a storyline for Tennessee for for every SEC series from here on out. You've got your rivals pretty much left before you get to Mississippi State, the reigning champion. And then Tony Vitello's yeah. old school. I mean, he, he can play the underdog card so easily these weeks. It, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Tennessee might go undefeated in SEC play. You heard it here first. <laughs> also, what do we have? A three-game lead in the SEC East. I think Georgia's behind us. Um, they swept Florida. Wow. Did not see that coming. Yeah. Um, For, I so think it was be Thursday inter- night was an all-timer, too. That'll be interesting when they come here. That'd be a good series. Um, yeah, play Missouri this week, and and they just beat South Carolina. They lost a Friday night game at home, and then won on Saturday and Sunday to take the series from South Carolina, who beat Vanderbilt. Yep. I, Missouri. And also, not, the storyline: Seth Halverson is a transfer from Missouri. I'm sure they'll be. I know he's. I don't know if he's going to be back for that series or not, but. It's still going to be a storyline there too, right? I don't. Uh, I can't remember who it was up to bat for Missouri today. Uh, check swing ball in the dirt. Umpire didn't even check with first. Called him out immediately on a on a strike three. It it was amazing. It wasn't even, in my opinion, wasn't even close to passing, and didn't even check with his first base. Amazing. Good Umpire did, you, did you see that picture that I posted of Drew Gilbert's strike three? Yeah, that it was in the there were a lot of batters uh, box. Well, and what's what's funny is, is Friday night, especially I didn't, I don't remember any like really. I guess it wasn't egregious, but Friday night high and inside was no man's land, and, and Tennessee benefited from it too some. But I mean, there were some up in dude's chest that he was calling strikes high and inside, and he yeah. was consistent. So I guess I'll give him that. You knew what the strike zone was, <laughs> but my God, were there some bad strike calls. Yeah, and Tennessee's really good at, like, if it's over the plate, they're at least check swinging it. Right. You know, Drew Gilbert, like, he was like, ball. Didn't even move his bat. And he rang him up. Like, ten. that's just tough. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I thought he had, a, he had a great day today. Hit that home run. Um, hit another double that brought in two more runs. So, I had three RBIs on the day. Drew Beam was – dude, that dude's such – he's a stud. Yeah. Him and Chase Burns, studs. Did they? Did you see the graphic that they showed of Kamar Rocker and Chase Burns? Yeah. Chase yeah. Burns is ten times better than what Kamar was his freshman year. 
That's insane. And Kamara, like, was probably one of the best pitchers to ever come to ever play college baseball. Not anymore. Not anymore. No. Oh man. The the our state. What about that? Like hanging in the backdrop. Oh gosh. Stupid. I mean, they took time to make that and everything, and for them to just get swept. The Vandy Whistler. Is he gonna have he bronchitis? He, he was he was a little quiet today, wasn't he? What yeah, was bad? He had bronchitis, dude. He's trying to get them rallied <laughs> up, and they never would. Poor guy, it was cold. That can't be easy. <laughs> did you see? It can't be easy in the cold. Did you tweet it where he was rubbing himself, dude? He was it? just getting after himself. I was like, dang, dude. You enjoy getting oh, beat, huh? Lord. <laughs> BDSM up in here. Vandy boys. Good lord. It felt oh, good. Man. Can't wait, Missouri. Missouri. I may be there Saturday. We'll see. I got tickets. So it works out. Might do a little Maybe game. you're going. We're going. Oh, wait, yeah, I will be there this Saturday. That's right. I'll be okay. I'll be in town for sure. Maybe a little gating. We can gate. We'll yeah, be sure. pre-gaming the tailgate. Let's, let's gate a little bit. Let's see if we can get there in time for BP. Okay. I, want to, I want to catch some balls. Yug a few beers. Let's go on the porch. Can you? Can we get on the porch? Maybe. All right, let's get on the porch. <laughs> I got something. I got something. If you get me on the porch, I got something for you. All right, yeah. I'll get I got something porch. for you. Maybe not that game, but I've got something for you. All right, let's get it. Sweet. We'll do that then. Missouri, uh, can't wait. Saturday, come tailgate with us. If you're uh, if you're going to a Saturday game, go ahead and put it on your calendar. Just just come. It's it's a late bring game, a cooler right? Full of beer. Yeah, it's seven. Okay, yeah, perfect. We can gate our tails off. Get there about what? Those guys on dropping. Oh, uh, we can get do what? Drop Raven will drop us off. We're good. All right, perfect. That's what I like to hear. Oh yeah, I'm not drunk. Hope we see either. you there. Hope we see yeah, you there. Come by. Get a little brewski. Yeah, bro. Let's do it. Let's talk some spring practice. Let's let's get into some ball football. We've talked about ball baseball quite a bit. This is a ball baseball show. Don't ever forget. And then come back for the ball baseball show on my hands are getting kind of probably Wednesday. You're always really committed to the broom, and I love it. Yeah, I absolutely. It's kind of resting on my collarbone right there. I feel it. So. <laughs> um. But yeah, we let's, do have Lipscomb. Not get into Missouri too. We got Lipscomb this week. You're right. Can't no, the Missouri days. comment was about. No, that's our Super Bowl. Tuesday's our Super Bowl. I, oh, okay. Tuesday's I was more talking about the tailgating. I'm. Okay. Yeah. Tuesday's Super Bowl. But uh, tailgating though, that that's Missouri. So I am. That's my next game. Are we the. Not so the we're not and in the SEC. I think that's. That's the first time. An SEC, t- an SEC team has done that in 28 years. Yeah, this team's not that good, though. They play a small ballpark. Yeah, too small. You got to remember that. Even though, like, all the good teams we play are on the road. But, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, we played seven top ten teams, and not one of them have been in Lindsey Nelson. So, that – those comments are invalid. Moving on. Uh, you know, I'm not salty at all. Spring practice. Spring practice. Um, so did get some news this week. Um, an injury, Latrell Bumpus, that I think is coming back from an injury from last year, ended up redshirting and then um, got another injury, went down in practice, but it, it seems like he should be back by the fall, but going to miss the rest of spring. So definitely not ideal from a veteran defensive lineman, but um, hopefully you are able to get him back um, because he hasn't really played much since what? Since Jeremy Brute was here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. God, that was, that seems so long ago. (laughs) Let's hope it keeps feeling like that. Yeah. Let's hope. And then uh, Taven Jackson. 
Joey Halsley said that he hasn't missed a single call. And I think that was kind of this week sometimes. So maybe he did um, after that kind of jinxed it a little bit. But um, that's pretty impressive for, for them to go out of their way and say that. And, you know, and this, this offense is pretty complicated with all the calls and, and the speed yeah. of it and everything. So for him to not miss a call, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I think when you when you consider those not only making those calls as a fresh early uh enrollee freshman, but then the speed of it. I can't imagine they want to slow it down any for him. So he's getting yeah. that at, at the pace they want. I I think they'd probably consider that a missed call. So yeah, I think the speed of it's really impressive. Um that I think that's what makes it exponentially harder to get them right. I think it's what took Hendon Hooker more time. Yeah. I mean, good for him because like you can go about it one or two one or two ways. There's no secret who's coming in behind you. But dude, yeah. you got a whole year to get ahead and see what happens. But yeah, I mean, like, like you could just hey, I don't want to do that. I wanna chill, or you can take it on the nose and put your head down and go to work. And and that that seems what Taven Jackson's doing, which Hey, if he's able to beat Nico out next year or whoever is, I'm all for it. Like, whoever well, the best the, quarterback, I I'll hold them to play. Right, and I think, the, I think the culture in the QB room is what I think is kind of the easiest to notice outside looking in. You have Hendon Hooker who's staying for another year, which he probably should have, but he, he had the opportunity to go. Yeah. Um, you got Joe Milton who could have transferred out. Yeah, he would have had to go down, but it's easy to kind of see the right on the wall for probably his career at Tennessee. And he could have transferred out, but he's sticking with it. And then Tavian Jackson, who seems to be clicking in the room right away. And I, so I think the outside looking in, the QB, the QB room culture looks very, very strong. Guys that want to be there and compete and support each other. Um, and I think the cultures look good for the whole program, but it's kind of just based on – Essentially, people, I mean, talking because, I mean, there haven't been a ton of wins attached and still fighting some problems, um, discipline, things like that. So, yeah, I, I think the QB room is the easiest one to notice. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that, like that, the relationship between Joe Milton and Hendon Hooker, that, that's what sticks out to me the most. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, last year they both competed. Joe Milton beat him out. And then, you know, two games into the season, you're having to change quarterbacks because one isn't getting it done. And then they both stay the next year. That doesn't happen very often. Um, right. So, yeah, like, like you said, that that just – I think I think it's a testament to kind of the culture that's, like, again, kind of like the baseball team that's been built in the, in the program. And it's kind of spreading to, to every position group and – you definitely want it at your in your most important position, and that's quarterbacks. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It gives me like um, like a McKenzie Milton. No, is that right, McKenzie Milton? McKenzie Milton, yeah, from uh, Florida UCF. Now he's at Florida State. Was yeah. at UCF, but now he's at Florida and State, Dylan right? Gabriel. Their their dynamic was very similar to that as well. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm not a big SEC homer or anything. You know, I'd rather I'd rather see SEC teams lose, but South Carolina up 32-18 on UConn. That makes me happy. Dang, Go beat John. I almost bet on that, but I was like, eh. Well, if you bet South Carolina, you would have been good. Oh, well. You live and you learn. Oh, um, man. Anything else for spring practice? Um, I know another guy got a shout-out, and I was trying to get the exact quote, but Christian Charles, which I, I know he made some big plays in the fall before he he saw some injuries, which sucked because you, you could have used them, um, even just the speed. And I think that's what was kind of highlighted in the in the quote. Um, but I, I moved to corner. Uh, I thought he had a – yeah, Heibel said he's a guy. This is from Kaner uh, Rivals. He's a guy on our program that we continue to feel better and better about just because of the performance. 
Um, he's a great kid and he's going to be a phenomenal leader inside the program. He's got great work habits and it's completely changed his body during the off season. You see him getting more and more reps, um, more comfortable through that rep progression on the grass. I think he's a guy that, I mean, you think of that speed at safety, he can be more effective. Um, but I think just getting him on the, having that speed on the field is going to be huge because he, he made some good plays, put himself in some good positions. Hopefully he stays healthy. Yeah. I think there it's, it's going to be tough to keep him out of your, best five dbs you know wherever mm-hmm. he plays it, it, if it's at safety if it's at corner wherever it's at um i, I like christian charles to be a starter this season just because what he brings yeah. the speed you know it seems like he is the the mental makeup to you know since he's been on campus to to really compete and you know he competed last year and, and played quite a bit yeah. and probably you know when you look at the struggles of that the back end had late in the season, you'd probably expect him to get a lot more chance to to really showcase what he can do. But you know, injuries kind of hampered that a little bit. So, yeah, I I think Christian Charles yeah. definitely could be, you know, a breakout player for Tennessee. And defensively too, I've closed that article out. I believe I don't believe he named anybody uh, personally, but he said the defense just did a lot better job in third down situations, getting off the field, smothering the quarterback. Um, I know that's hard to kind of judge. He said they won a lot of one-on-ones. I know that's tough to judge in, in spring football and in, in practice because you're not touching the quarterback. Yeah, um, that the fact that Tennessee's able to get shut down a, a lot quicker than it probably would. Right, be. but but at least if you're getting to the quarterback, maybe you're making more plays than you were last year because Tennessee yeah. just had trouble getting back there a lot of the time. Sure. Um, so that that's good that that's happening. Hopefully that translates. They're still. Like you know, like you said, stuff changes, and and I think that's why guys like Hendon Hooker play better in games. Um, they have chances to make to extend plays, um, and of course, you've got the same same thing for other quarterbacks around the league right now. So, yeah, I, th- I think hopefully there's there's positives happening. I think you need your biggest leaps this uh, this spring need to be your defense, need to be your defensive line. Um, really, everybody you mentioned the 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 DBs. And then of course you've got, I mean, really you just got to have depth at linebacker, but that's good to see it happening early. Um, that's usually kind of how it goes, right? Your defense usually comes along a little bit quicker than your offense. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And somebody else that got mentioned was Jalen Hyatt for again, you know, his off season changing his body a little bit, being more physical, which that that's been his issue is just physicality wise. He just been kind of, mm-hmm. I don't want to say small because he, I mean, he is small, but it, it's, it's more than just being small. It's like, you got to get in the way of guys. Yeah. Get off, get off. You, of guys. you can't be afraid of contact. Right. Um, and not that I wouldn't, I don't really want to say that about it. He just need to get more physical. Um, right. get, be more confident. I mean, be more confident, get in the right position and make, make a play. Yeah. Beating some press, you know, blocking wise, I'm sure had, um, a lot to do with that too. So yeah, just you know, it seems like he's had a big off season, and hopefully he's able to have a good spring practice, and hopefully that translates to to the fall. Um, because Tennessee did you mention really squirrel? Used. Sorry, but just I, I was just saying that he can um, be a big part of this offense if he's able to, you know, that's able to translate to right. the fall, right. Uh, and as far as receivers, did you mention Squirrel White? He also got a shout out after the scrimmage this weekend. That's right, he did. I was trying to remember if you if you had mentioned him. Is Chaz uh, that, been the most talked about freshman wide yeah. receiver so far? So having Squirrel White be uh, mentioned in there is cool because I mean the name just sticks out anyway. Um, so for him to be making plays with, you know, using his speed and. You know, he, he's got that little wiggle to him to, you know, get past guys and make things difficult in the open field. So, good on him for having a big spring. So, um, good? Good. All right, good. Um, anything else? I think that's kind of all the guys maybe that had a shout-out. All the guys that I saw, yeah, I saw mentioned, yeah. I know Tennessee did have uh, the top quarterback in uh, the 2024 class this weekend in Jaden Davis. So, you know, Tennessee's got the attention of 
those top tier quarterbacks for the the classes to come. So that's it's a good sign. Absolutely, absolutely. Most important position, right? In sports. Hey, I, I saw a question on Reddit, and I think this is the obvious one, but I threw it out just to maybe this will get some other Wall fans fired up. It was uh, who, what quarterbacks, or not what quarterback, what what player's been most robbed of the Heisman Trophy? I didn't say Peyton Manning. Because I don't think Peyton Manning was the worst robbery of all time. I think it was Johnny Majors. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, 2-18, and kind of like robbed for the same reason, too. Probably because uh, Paul, uh, God, what's his name? From Notre Dame. Oh, that one and over him. Hall of Fame running Hall of Fame running back. Yeah. Paul something. Can't think of his name right now. But he also played defensive. He played the defensive side of the ball too. So I don't know the exact reasons that went into it, but I bet that played a hand. Which is coincidentally didn't kind of the same part? reason Peyton Manning. I think did Johnny Majors punt? One of the majors, I think, did. I can't remember if it was Johnny or was it Bill. Bill. Yeah, I mean, very well may have been Bobby. Is there a Bill Majors too? He had, he had three brothers, two brothers, I think. Okay. I can't remember. Bobby was definitely one of them, though. You're right. Um, but no, I can't remember which one. It, it may have been him. But yeah, that, that was my uh, my biggest robbery of Heisman. Oh, yeah, it's got to be that. The Heisman. Just because, like, the at least Michigan was good. I mean, two and eight, that's trash. Right. <laughs> you can't be the best player in the country if you play on a two and eight team. I'm sorry. No, 100%. No. Because at that time, like, one I, person could kind of dominate the game, right? Uh, let's talk, talk about tread on the tires. Running backs didn't leave any game with tread left on the tires. Then. Right, yeah. They played a lot of snaps. Oh. Final four, Coach K, what about it? We got a, we, And we have a, our own vol heel on the show. Oh, my God. I'm just glad you didn't make a North Carolina pro post. Like, No. I'm just glad you didn't do that. No. I love Tennessee. I am uh, I am happy for um, – blanking on his name. Hubert hey, Coach. Hubert hates Coach K. You can just <laughs> see it. He can't I mean, stand it. Oh, yeah, I know. That's why I love it. What about you Hubert Because every other coach is – I mean, his first year coaching, he, go, he plays Duke – in the final four and beats Coach K in his final game. I mean, you're a legend a, already. How does he not have a statue? Exactly. Facing, and his and his ass should be facing Duke. Oh yeah, just, just, apart, just waving six, to six, him. Six. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it should road. be the other way around. Turn turn facing him. Oh, yeah. His ass should be facing him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, That's God. uh no, it's a, I mean, as much as I hate both programs, it was kind of, it's insane they had never met in the NCAA tournament. Uh, Coach K officially finished 500 versus UNC because of that game. Uh, 15 and 50, I believe. Wow. You have, right. You had an upset on senior night and Coach K's um, senior night. He's retired, retirement party. Got ruined by Hubert Davis and UNC and Caleb Love. Oh, my gosh. Great name, oh. first off. But. Oh, dude. So did you mean to tweet – you tweeted something last night, right? So was it last Love. night? So last night I was I was a couple couple deep. <laughs> and I texted you all, all caps Caleb, then sent the Jordan Love tweet and then deleted it and almost went and responded to you all like – because I was like, that's not his name. And I was like, wait, what is his name? I went back and forth. I got it right with you all. Sent the Jordan Love one. And I was like, wait a minute. I put myself in just a <laughs> mental pretzel for no reason. So I had to leave I that saw one. It. I saw it popped and on my I, timeline and I clicked on it and said this tweet has been deleted, but screenshots well, live forever. <laughs> I got it down pretty fast. <laughs> I noticed my mistake pretty quick. And then I think I deleted my all caps Caleb tweet because I put myself in a mental pretzel and was like, I don't even know what his name is. Well, you, put even me, <laughs> you put me in a mental pretzel because I was like, surely he meant Caleb Love, but I'm like, Jordan Love. I wonder if something happened with the Packers. So, like, I <laughs> immediately Googled Jordan Love to see what happened. No, no. I'm just an idiot. 
<laughs> yeah, I, and I was like, I'm not even going to tweet about it now because I don't know what's right. And I can't even trust what I read right now. So, yeah, it was – yeah, by that point in the night, it was uh, I was already celebrating and whatnot. So, the yeah. the very old days of this show. This this is the reason why we can't drink and do shows. You remember behind Cool Beans? Oh, I... <laughs> after we oh, lost man. to Missouri. <laughs> I wish you hadn't deleted it. I, I I mean I know you had to, but man, <laughs> listen, I I hope. I don't want that. The problem is the angry ones. The celebratory ones aren't bad. It's the angry ones that are bad. Yeah. It, like, we just had no clue what we were talking about. Like, we couldn't hold a conversation because we couldn't remember what the other one said. <laughs> <laughs> we called for Butch Jones' job a lot in that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, honestly, I probably didn't say it enough. He got fired that night, right? Yeah, he got fired. It was that, that was his final game. I don't. Was it that night? I'm pretty sure, or that okay. next morning, yeah, that week, yeah. Um, no, God, yeah, that was that was great. Um, <laughs> Epic. You can't do it behind cool beans. That's when it all goes to just. Crap. Yeah, that's true. I think some of our best moments have come out of those those experiences. I can't wait to do more with you. Maybe in a where's the college football playoff next year? Maybe in Omaha. I don't yeah, think either of us can go this year, but I think the when week would be a bad week. I don't know. Look it up real quick. But well, I don't think I've ever had the team winning, the team that I had winning in the national championship game. So I just want to give myself a good – Yeah, Kansas? I have Kansas winning at all. Oh, nice. Yep. I mean, what a – the Blue Blood Final Four, that's just insane anyway. And it kind of happened on the women's side as well. Yeah. Um, okay, so it's Thursday, June 26th through Monday, June 27th. That's, I guess, the – yeah, okay. So, yeah, I mean, we might be able to make it happen. I ain't got nothing to do. I'll Let's book the trip right now. Let's call my travel agent up. Can they book LSU too? We gotta book LSU. Oh god, I'm gonna be so poor. <laughs> I, gotta stop I gotta money. start. I gotta start winning some bets. Yeah, for real. For real. Oh man, and I just bought season tickets. I'm in the hole already, man. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to look at anything I can sell in here. I guess the Tony Vitello autographed baseball probably went up in value. Yeah, I think maybe maybe you should you know be a charity and just give it to Arkansas since they want him as their coach. Yeah, if he matures, if he matures, right, right. I'm like, guys, he's he's almost forty years old. Yeah, <laughs> guys, the baseball is, is is way too fun when he's around. Y'all would hate it. And the reason the, the reason the guys want to play for him is because he's Tony Vitello, not Dave Van Horn. Yeah. What a stupid name. No one wants to be like Dave Van Horn. No yeah. one. That's the most Arkansas name I've ever heard of. Oh, man. Do we have any questions? No, what about Villanova just getting stomped? Oh, I know. I know what did they get it back to? Six points at one time? At one time? Oh, did they? I think I think they got it back to six at one point. Like, gotcha. Pretty, pretty. There's still plenty of time. It was so. They they got whooped in the first half. I was like, "Well, this is over," so I didn't even turn it on. (laughs) I did get to watch that Duke North Carolina game because it was going on the same time as the Vanderbilt game at the bar. But that game was just back and forth the whole entire time. So I'm glad it was a good game. Right. Like, like it, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been like as, I mean, definitely, duh. but it wouldn't have been very cool if, like, Duke just blew out North Carolina. Like the the fact no, that they I, met I, in the Final Four and it was a good game, I, I think that's really cool. Yeah, and Caleb Love that three, oh my god, dagger. He's cold blooded, dude. Cold blooded. But I thought I. I did. I bet on Kansas and Duke to win, 
Um, just because I thought Duke would win just because of the Coach K. Like, I just thought it was just rigged yeah. somehow, some way right. that he was he was going to go out on top. I was like, surely to God, he's going to like North it. Carolina again. Definitely felt like it. Felt like that was just the way it was going to happen. Right. Oh, well, love to see it. Yeah. I, I, I like seeing Roy Williams cheering the crowd, too. It's a little endearing to me. Mask on or off? Mask mask on. It kind of looks cute, like an old guy at the store <laughs> yeah. wearing his mask. You yeah, know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to read off most important. Um, she's probably not listening, but she, uh, she sent me this in April. My girlfriend did, Emily. And it says um, – it was uh, Desmond Bain, who wears number 22, shot 20.2% from the field with two assists, two blocks, two steals, two fouls, and two, turno- two turnovers on 2-2, two, 2-22. Two, two, a lot of twos. She wanted me to – she said this would be a cool stat to read out. So, I felt obligated yeah. to do so. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I think we actually might have talked about this in February, too. I think we did. But I think I, we, I'm yeah. pretty sure we did. <laughs> but she wanted me to know that. There you so, go. Shout out. Yeah. Um, Blake wanted us to shout him out on the show because he got 18 kills in Fortnite. So, <laughs> Blake, there's your shout out. Also, that's super impressive. Find us on man. Twitch. But you did no, take all my kills. I was good. I was gonna get all 18, and then you just took them from me. So. <laughs> um, but a uh, one that uh, seriously, seriously. One that I have is uh, Shaheen Holloway, the St. Peter's coach that got the job at Seton Hall. All he did fifteen, get the job. yeah, all fifteen of his players from St. Peter's came to his um, introductory press conference at Seton Hall. Dang, I thought that's, that's super quite the cool. shout out. Yeah. And he said, this was his quote that he gave. He said, those 15 young men understood why I was making the decision. And it was so easy because those guys changed my life. And I'm very grateful. I mean. Yeah, he's he. it's easy to see why guys want to play for him. Yep. Cutting onions, man. He's, he's passionate. For sure. Uh, that's kind of all I got. Um, let's see. Yeah, I think that's all I've got for most important. Shout out for Emily for giving me that most important. Oh, I do have one more. Chad Zerker. Okay. Friend of the pod. Chad Zerker, good call. We gotta get him on the we gotta get him on the show too. I, I told him we'd get him on soon. He agreed. So you mean just call him right maybe, now? Maybe maybe next week sometime. <laughs> on the bus, you would just yeah. call him. <laughs> um I do wanna like the next time I see him, I'm gonna be sure to tell him. He is in like every legendary picture that you think of for Tennessee baseball. He's in. So the Drew <laughs> he's Gilbert, in, he's, just... he's in that one. The when he hit that home run against, and then uh, Trey Lipscomb when he came the first time they got the Kurt the fur coat. He's in that one. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Like he's just in. He's just like a. It's. It looks like he's like an extra, like a Easter egg in every single one of these. <laughs> <laughs> photos so yeah the next time I'm I see him I'm gonna bring that up to him. Shout out Chad. Also baller. Richard Jackson yeah. talked on well, here about it. How I, he I don't think I doesn't talk about it enough. He he should he should brag that's something to brag about. He very much he should brag about that. Right. But yeah Chad Zerger got his um jersey retired at Memphis on Saturday yesterday um so props to him freaking legend i hate that he had to wear memphis um i, I wanted right. i said congrats and um you know it's cool because when he used to come in all of his buddies were gone to college to play baseball so i would usually i would long toss with him or i did a couple times um so that uh, I kind of shared that with him, but I wanted to say, hurry up and get that blue off and get that orange back and get back to Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> Love to see it. Memphis Hall of Fame has Jersey retired. Uh, Cody Hahn, another friend of the pod. Did you see his tweet back? It was pretty good. No, 
He said uh, they had to retire because they the jersey is too small for anyone else to wear. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Loved it. All right. Fail of the week? Oh. I got my man, OJ Simpson. Dang, what did he um, do? He said if – I don't even know if this is true, but I'm going to read it like it's fact. He said if uh, – he said if he did what Will Smith Smith did, they would have given him life without parole. In my life, I've been through a lot of crap, and every comedian in the country had an OJ routine. And don't think I wouldn't want to slap a couple of those guys, but it's humor. I don't think he actually said that, but I love that image of OJ saying that. Because I can see him tweeting it. Yeah, it's true. Dang it, OJ. <laughs> um, mine, is, mine is the umpires in the, the Friday night game holding the bat behind their back, hiding it from Tony Vitello like a child. Yeah, you got you got to show the coach what. Right. What's wrong Cause, with Because the then you, you just look fishy now. Right. Yeah. Not a good look. I like it. I love how fire he is, though. He just mm, gets me going. <laughs> gets you fired up? Yes. Also, I don't know why, but. I have a saved picture in here of Shane Beamer covered in mayonnaise. <laughs> oh, that's that's very weird. That's a, that's a weird niche. I think I saved it because I was like, if we beat them this fall, I'm I like it. it out. Yeah. Keep that in the receipts, you know. Oh, for sure, for sure. As you should. Yeah. Well, guys, that's all I've got. It's been fun. Be back at the bat flip on Wednesday. More important issues on Thursday. Missouri after Lipscomb this week. Talks more spring ball, I'm sure, too. Tailgate. Thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. Tailgate. For sure. For sure. Yeah, guys. Thanks a lot. Have a good week. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.